Hey guys, week 14 and uh, love these little messages. I hope they're encouraging you and informing you with little quips as we move forward to uh, uh, our walk, our subjective walk in the faith. We have gone through numerous stages uh, to understand and equip ourselves uh, relative to the teachings in the faith. We have not stood on tradition. We have said anything that is not consistent with a contextual understanding of Scripture, we will get rid of. We just, we just don't care. We're going to pursue truth and everything that it brings. And in this four-decade process, that's, that's how long it's taken, about four decades, we have arrived at a number of conclusions that are often overlooked in standard evangelical uh, Christianity. These realizations come with some great news. I mean, really, the, the great news of Jesus Christ. But they also bring with it some sobering conclusions. And I just want to talk to you briefly about those under really good news, the great news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can see through a reasonable, contextual uh, analysis of Scripture that God sent his only human son, God with us, in the man Jesus Christ, who came and had victory over sin, death, Satan, hell, reconciling the world to himself through his son's effectual work of love. That's a victory, capital V, over all those things. We also teach that the destination, therefore, of everybody in the world as a result of his victory is heavenly. It's a heavenly destination. That doesn't mean you're saved to the kingdom, but it does, it does mean nobody is going to a fiery separate place called hell. All right? That's been done away with in that time. So some will exist in the new Jerusalem, the kingdom above, and some will exist outside of it, but it's all a heavenly destination, all right? We teach that the faith is subjective, therefore, that in our day and age and for the past nearly 2,000 years, it's subjectively experienced and lived. That means somebody pursuing God who... Uh, is living in the hills and has no access to a Bible or church, somebody who lives in New York City and, and goes to the Catholic Church, somebody who lives in Salt Lake City and goes to the Mormon Church, anybody pursuing God in spirit and truth has the right to a subjective relationship with him outside of the objective demands of religion. And that the objective demands of religion were played out by the bride of Christ in Jesus' day, and he came and took her. We are now in a place where God writes his laws on the hearts and minds of individuals, all right? And so we teach that the spirit and its fruit from God writing his laws on humans' hearts, wherever they are, is, um, is the primary thing that we seek to know that we're Christian. It's not knowing the word of God and citing it passage, uh, chapter and verse and becoming lawyers and scribes. Instead of sola scriptura, which the Reformation created, making us all lawyers, it is sola spiritus. And we use the scripture to make sure that we are in harmony with the will of God. That is such great news. 
Finally, but not exhaustively, we teach that all expressions of the faith are acceptable today. Uh, and, and the way that we are putting it is that, you know, everybody is uh, seeking by the Spirit to know Him. You can't help it if you were born into a Catholic family and your parents were Catholic. I mean, you seek God to a certain extent. If that satisfies you, fine. Or the Mormon or the Baptist or the Pentecostal, whatever expression it is that you're in and you're that you decided is good for you, that is um, okay irrespective of the freakish things that they teach. Why? Because the faith is subjectively lived and up to every individual on how they choose to pursue it. So that's the good news. Okay? We summarize the good news that way. That's the good news of the faith. Um, but for the other shoe to drop, and, and, and those are the sobering conclusions that we've also come to. So in the face of the good news, everyone says, oh, you're a universalist and all this stuff. No, that's just, those are the good news uh, elements and we're so grateful for them. But we also have concluded, according to the scripture, some sobering facts about the subjective experience. First, while absolutely subjectively lived and embraced, this means every individual is responsible before God. We are individually accountable for what we choose to do, what we choose to believe, how we choose to walk in our pursuit of him or not walk with him. So in light of the grand great news I just described, the sobering results is we're all responsible. And that, that puts us in a place like, we, where we are condemned to be free. That's a sobering thing to realize that we are making choices and we will be held accountable for them. You know, in the past you could say, well, I'm of this faith and this faith teaches this and I believed and you hope to put it on the faith you followed. No, no, no. It is you are responsible. Of course, any extenuating circumstance, you know, if you were whatever plays into you making decisions that are faulty, God will take into account. Uh, he's merciful. But whatever's left, every individual will be accountable for. You know, the unbeliever shaking his fist at God to the believer raising their hands in glory to God to the humble believer who never raises their eyes above the ground. Whatever your walk is, you will be accountable to that before God. And I'm sure him being merciful and good will take all things into consideration. And that includes the way you choose to incorporate him and his will and ways into your life. If you choose to incorporate him into your will and ways liberally, that's between you and God. If you choose to do it uh, strictly, that's between you and God. If you believe that you should wear prairie dresses and obey a Sabbath day and, and, and never taste alcohol, that's between you and God. And let your conscience and God work that out. Not other people judging you. It's between you and him. We maintain that God is consistently calling to all people to receive his son by faith. And therefore, in the end, all people are responsible 
on whether they receive him by faith and how they walk. That means even within the body of believers, within the vast body around the world of believers, everyone, no matter where they are, is responsible for how they personally choose to believe, walk, live, etc., etc. Uh, so we know that the, the accountability and responsibility is not just between believers and unbelievers, it's between believers and believers too. So perhaps I can put this sobering news to you this way. Believers are all given the power to become. That's what scripture says. The power to become sons and daughters of God. If not, this doesn't mean as a believer, you're not in the kingdom. Um, but it will play out according to scripture in the resurrected body that you will receive. That's sobering news that you don't hear about. That within the body of all believers in the world, the message over a megaphone should be, it's up to you on how you choose to live and your choices will be meted out in the resurrected body you will receive from God's hand after this life. You're all going to be in my kingdom, the voice says to all believers on the earth, because you have faith in my son. But the resurrected body you get will be commensurate with the choices you make. That can be a sobering um, message to somebody. As human beings, we want to escape the responsibilities of things. We want to lay our responsibilities, our accountability on others for making our decisions, right? With God, it's all individual. He will not judge you by everybody else. He will judge you and reward you and love you according to you, right? Your choices and who you are. And we, we stand by that sobering fact. So the body you receive is associated with glories, according to scripture. And connected to the way, the glory will be connected to the way that you decided to follow Jesus. Humbly, with contrition, boldly, arrogantly. It's all between you and God and the Spirit. So it's sobering because it kicks the name Jesus and be saved only in the teeth. And it proves that the biblical directives are not just to say, Jesus, save me, I've been saved, I'm great. It's to say, he saved me in order for me to choose if I want to bear fruit in my life or not. It's, it's a choice that I make not only to enter the kingdom, but to decide every day, am I willing to let God sit on the throne of my heart and guide my actions. Now, I fail in that daily, and we all fail. Thank God for his grace. But the scripture, the reality, the sobering reality of scripture is once you have believed and you are a babe in Christ, will you allow the power of him to bring you to become sons and daughters? where the reward of the resurrection is more glorious than those who merely believed or those who chose not to. So no judgment here. 
no condemnation on my part. God judges the heart. So I can't look at anybody and say, you're not holding the line, you are. That We can't do that. That's why it, it's subjective, it's individual. And God is dealing with each individual, right? So we can remove all the religiosity of looking at others and saying they're not holding the line. We don't know. So there's no condemnation in this at all. And I can't, you can't say to me, man, Sean, you're going to have a really good resurrection or man, you're not going to have a good one at all. We don't know. Our uh, uh, duty is to love each other and to accept each other in faith. So no condemnation, just the sobering reality that while God has taken care of everything, the victory has been had. The, the, the correlation to that is you are now responsible to decide how you want to live. And uh, will it be according to him and his will or will it be according to you and yours? And that can be really sobering. The reality um, of people playing church, perfunctory religion to please God and all that, I'm going to leave that up to God. I have no idea. I don't agree with it. I don't think scripture agrees with it. But if that's what you're about, fine. We will let him be the judge. But uh, in our day and age and for a few millennia, people sustain and nourish their Christian walk with so much cotton candy, junk food, um, that they, they aren't nourishing the spirit and which it allows you to love better. And so uh, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring these sobering conclusions to you to help you understand that if you want to be somebody who is tapped into the vine as a hearty, mature branch and is allowing God to cut you back and grow again and cut you back and grow again as a means to produce greater fruit of love, it comes by an in-depth study of the word, not cotton candy religion. And that's what we're all about here. You'll notice that everything that we are doing somehow orbits around you for choosing to personally fortify yourself with the word and to become uh, uh, someone who understands the zeitgeist, I can say, of the word. You don't have to memorize the verses. You don't have to study it every day. But when you bring the word in, it washes out the man, the woman, and it brings in the spirit of God. And it is those things by which everybody will be rewarded. Punishment's gone. Everyone will be rewarded by how they choose to live. If you are a seeker of God in spirit and truth, you're in the right place. And we are working fastidiously, diligently behind the scenes. There's a small team of us, about six people, and we are all doing our part to get this ready so that you can choose how you want to pursue it. If you want to just come in and be part of our Facebook-like you know, community, it's kind of Facebook-like, I guess. Um, it's, it's ingenious, but it's that way. Go ahead. We love you. If you want to partake of everything and watch all the videos and then join the leadership and take the tests, if you want to read the books, if you want to go through the entire uh, apostolic record, New Testament with us, verse by verse, you can do it here. You know, you can do it here for free. 
except for the book of Revelation. I mean, we are trying to give you all the nutrients necessary that if you choose to fortify yourself, you can. But we don't judge or condemn. All are welcome. All are loved. We love you and we, we're doing this because we believe this is the best contextual analysis of the scripture around. Love you so much.